Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, everybody. Sorry that this couldn't be a live recap for my live crew. I love you guys. I have the coolest live crew, just so we're clear. But I have a I have a guest today. I think this is my first time doing a guest for the Traders Drag Race, uh, I think. Uh, but it doesn't matter because her name's also Emily, so you'll remember that real easy. I've had her on many times. We, we did, um, and just like that, coverage together, which was really special. Right? That was special. It was. It that was. was a special time. Mm-hmm. It, it's Emily from It's Become a Whole Thing. Um, but yeah, we had I, – I think that I forget not everybody did what we did with and Just Like That, where we where we got to recap it and find the funny in it. And so we leaned in. We leaned in. That's what it was. And so my friend Pia, um, I forgot that she wasn't a part of that journey. And so the other day, she casually was like, well, you know, like that and just like that. I go, oh, my God, funniest show on television. And she's like, oh, no, I actually don't like it. I go, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. It's different. <laughs> you, you don't like the show. But if you had a community of people you could laugh at the show with, it makes it better. Yeah, we like hated it and then we were so sad it was over. <laughs> so sad. And that it wasn't going to come back because of the strike for so long. I was like, what? Yeah. And I actually have a little confession. So I had such a good time recording the And Just Like That series with you. And we had been, we've been trying to podcast together, but just, you know, life. And then you were like, do you want to do Drag Race and Traders? And at that point, I'd actually only watched, I think, half an episode of Traders. And for whatever reason, I just wasn't into it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, I can catch up with seven episodes. I can binge that in two days. I stayed up until three in the morning. I was like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. Traitor, isn't it so good? <laughs> yes. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad because I was just keen. Um, and The second season, they nailed it. They nailed the casting. They mm-hmm. got it all right. It's so good. They upped the camp factor. They did. They 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 leaned in. They knew where to lean in. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. they like this part. Cool. Okay, we'll just go. We'll just go with it. Like, and Alan Cummings is like, I would have never thought in my wildest dreams this is how my career would go. But I'm sure he's getting paid a gorgeous penny. They've already renewed it for another season, I believe. It should be renewed forever. I know. I know. He's one of those people who always feels like he's been the same age <laughs> to me. Like. 
Like, I think of him in the Spice Girls movie, and I'm like, he, in my mind, he was that age then. I almost age. spit. I forgot <laughs> he was in the Spice World movie. That's all I see when I look at him, is he, he was the villain, right? Was he the villain? Am I making this up? Wait, hold on. Because I watched this, I saw the Spice Girls movie. No, I feel like he was in, hold on, Spice World, Alan... I don't know if he was, was this, in this movie. Was, was this Richard E. Grant? Am I? Yep. Com- it was Richard E. Grant. Okay. So. Oh, that was Huey Laurie? I didn't realize that was Huey Laurie in it. Okay. Well, we're all learning something today or people are just like, yeah, we knew that already, you idiot. I know. People are like, no one ever thought Alan Cummings was in it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I'm not going to lie. When you said that, I was like, I would kn- No, he's in it. He plays Pierce. There you oh, go. He okay. he was in it. <gasps> Thank God. Okay. Mystery yeah, no, solved. he was totally in it. But no, you're 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 right in that he's kind of an ageless person. Like I don't look at him and think of an age. He's just Alan. I know. I know. This was this who's was... been in like everything. Wasn't he in I just watched Burlesque for the first time ever. And he's in that too, isn't he? Yeah. He's just like one of it's those guys. basically cabaret. Like Burlesque is just basically cabaret, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he just pops up in things. He's just kind of timeless man. So anyway. And now he's just having the time of his life. Incredible. But let's talk about Drag Race first. Because traders, I have so much to say. And Drag Race, I'm a little less heavy on that. So. When you say, okay, so just a little backstory for what I'm about to bring up for you guys. Um, Emily had finished watching an episode and she's like I'm so mad and I was like wait what happened and then I forgot something that did actually make me upset as well and that is that Nymphia was not in the top Plain should not have been in the top three no and Nymphia's dress it was just one of my favorite dresses I've ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race and the fact that the runway was a doll like make a doll of yourself you could do anything but it just looked like a doll a doll dress and With so the hair, yeah. it was so impressive. And the way that they love Plain Jane, but the audience is not as big on it. I'm like, this seems emblematic of the audience and the RuPaul production or whatever it is kind of getting further apart. Mm. Like they're just not, they feel like they're not on the pulse of what we want, which that like the Plain Jane being in the top also reminded me of the first episode where she got she won for burger finger and it's just not iconic for anyone but RuPaul i'm almost like is production in their ear telling them this is the one we need to keep for as long as possible because she's bringing tons of drama in the workroom and trust us on this or do they really really feel that it's that iconic i know and it's I feel like she came in, whether it was production encouraging this or not, with this whole thing of like, I'm this is going to be my brand, this, this is going to be this thing. iconic yep. moment. And I actually, um, I, I sometimes listen to Bob the Drag Queen and Monet. I love Changes. their podcast, yeah. Yes. And they, they put the nail on the head where they were just like, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. The, the one who did the song, You Think I'm a Bitch. I'm kind of a bitch. Um, we not that wrong. Fuck. From, from Vegas. Mirage. Mirage. Mirage getting voted out, like everyone was just living for that talent show. Everyone was recreating the song. I looked up Burger Finger on TikTok. No one has done it. It's gotten very, very few views. And they were like, that's because 
Burger Finger was not authentic. It just mm-hmm. seemed like a cheap Jimbo knockoff. Of yes. They have been emphasizing stupid. We love stupid. And it was just this random of putting two words together and you'll make RuPaul laugh. But it was contrived. That's exact. That's how I feel. I felt like it's. I've said this from the beginning with Plain. It doesn't feel, I don't connect to her drag. I don't understand what it is. I don't feel like she's not a comedy queen, but she sometimes presents as that. Like, okay, I'll go through the episode and then we'll, yeah, we'll, have, sorry. we'll have some Jane episodes. No, I did. It was my fault. I'm so, getting I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I was the one who brought up the runway and, mm-hmm. and it was my fault. I did it. Blame me. So Tsunami is still pissed at Q. For saying her name and saying whatever, um, and then when when Q explains that her drag, I just I just thought your drag hasn't been very fully realized yet this season. And honestly, I had to say a name. And Tsunami goes, "Well, you said two, but I'm not going to hold it against you." And so then she says, in her all smart in her interview, she goes, "I don't like that Q said my name, but I'm going to take the notes, see if any of it could apply to me, and maybe I could look at some of it." Now, I thought that is incredible. Yeah. See, this is why I love Drag Race. They actually do, these people are artists who want to improve and they will take the note. Some of them, some of them are really good with criticism and the ones who are good at internalizing it do go far mm-hmm. in Agreed. the show. Agreed. Agreed. Because honestly, you don't, when there's almost no point, like with the, unfortunately with the mandatory meeting, there's almost like no point to give her notes. There's just, it's like, it's a taste thing. I don't really think that she, I think she's a performer. I don't know if she's necessarily a drag queen because her drag is so. It's kind of a gimmick. With others, there's hope, you know? Yeah. So Tsunami, there is hope. And I do see Tsunami needing to tighten things up. And I, I feel like Tsunami will come back for an all-stars and then be a little bit more prepared and a little bit ready. Because once they do these shows, then they get like sponsors or people booking them more and stuff like that. So like everything upgrades just by doing the show. Of course. And and speaking of Mirage, I think she's going to be the queen of whatever all-star whatever season. Whatever else. Yes. Agreed. 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 Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but this is what I was going to say with Plain. The, they, they're in the workroom the next day. Charo is there for the Flamenco Dance Contest. Brought to us by Spain, which was an interesting sponsor. Um, we meet Alfredo and Tiago. They are the professional dancers. Tiago has hair. It is highlighted and it is hairsprayed to the gods. This one piece, it just, it all goes up and down in unison. Like it is the most perfect looking hair that is dance proof I've ever seen. But I, I'm very confused by what this challenge was because it's like a dance audition. And you had the option of doing like partner work, which is, by the way, very difficult. It's very difficult to dance with a partner. Like I, I was a dancer and like that evaded me. It was very difficult. Um, but then so some people who could dance, you know, they did a really good job. But then other people like Dawn obviously were like very awkward. So I couldn't really understand what the point was. Are they so the, I had to say the professional dancers, Tiago and um, uh, Alfredo. They were great because they actually had no idea what anyone was going to do. I would just think about it like if I got booked for this, every queen came out and did something different. They didn't all work with the dancers. Some of them did like a whole thing. Other people didn't even touch them and they just went with it. They were dipping people, although Plain almost or Plasma almost pulled the dancer off his feet. Um, but this is Plain does because she does these, she does different drag. She made like a weird face and had like a stink, like a stink face like I'm in pain the whole time and then I was like so now who's this 
I don't I know. know who this is. Like, because for the most part, you do pretty-ish makeup um, and don't, I just don't feel like she's naturally a funny person. As no. where with like a Jimbo, Jimbo is funny just naturally, like making people laugh because that's just something inside of her. As we're playing, I don't believe she's a comedy queen. No, and it just it feels like okay, when you watch as much reality TV as as we do, you you notice little things and you develop pet peeves. And one of mine that I get really bothered by is people that are thinking too much about the audience and how they're gonna be perceived. And I know that a bit of that is inevitable. But with plain, it feels like her whole thing is formed around that. Like I'm I'm gonna cover these different areas, but it doesn't feel like like I said, mm-hmm. really like authentic. Mm-hmm. And even honestly, the shade, it's a bit too like, I'm going to be the villain. It's too well, much. Well, again, it's like, no, there's, you need to have a, like a sense of humor and like comedic timing to do shade as mm-hmm. where this is just, it's very Russian. When she explains later that she comes from a very tough Russian immigrant family and father, I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. kind of tracks because like. I worked with someone who was, who was like Russian, very proud. This woman said the meanest shit to you. And it wasn't funny either because like we all ripped on each other, but she would come in and say something just like, you look fat. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> I, that, I love that because my Russian great-grandmother came over, you know, right, right from Russia. Um, she was known for spitting on people's graves. Which is really the most shocking thing. And and she was alive when I was like a little kid. So I think, I don't know if I remember seeing this or hearing about it, but like that, that's, I just thought this is like some tough, t- tough old lady stuff, but maybe, maybe, oh, I don't want to offend the Russian community, but I'm like, you guys are not afraid to go in. Yeah. They like, they fucking go there. They are blunt to mm-hmm. a fault and mm-hmm. don't understand when your feelings get hurt. That was my experience. Like when when we would be like, that was rude. She'd yeah. be like, what? No, I'm just telling you, you look fat. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's, fat. yeah. It's like, it's like when people do the, the reading challenge and people just say mean things and it gets really awkward. It's like, yes. no, yes. don't just say an insult. Yeah. Just oh, God. Be funny. The, re- the, the library always makes me a little nervous because I, I couldn't do it. Like I don't have reads. I'm not. I'm not skilled in that way. And you could tell when someone doesn't and they just say something that's just mean. You're like, you don't you don't understand what it is. Yeah, that and Snatch Game, I have a lot of anxiety oh, around it. When- this cast actually worries me for Snatch Game because none of them are really – none of them make me feel like they could definitely handle an entire character. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. thinking about it. Like Q's done a few – they, I don't get Q's. They laugh like crazy at Q. Whenever Q says anything, they're laughing hysterically. I'm like, I don't, I'm not finding one thing funny. So I feel like Q will think that they know what they're doing. Another thing that will shock me, because there's always one a season, one Snatch Game gets there, they're like, I don't have anything prepared. I'm like, okay, but this is the one and only thing you need to do ahead of time. Make sure you can do a Snatch Game character. I said when I was on a live, I was like, I don't think I could do it. Someone commented, like, you could do Meredith Marks. And I was like, that I could do. Never mind. I could totally stay in Meredith Marks for an entire Snatch Game. Well, I, yeah, I think I think everyone has a Snatch Game character in them, but that's maybe my delusional thinking because I was, 
I was on the high school improv team and we did not do well in competition. Like, we did not <laughs> couldn't couldn't win a competition to save our lives, but I'm like, I could do snatch game. <laughs> no. I'm so, I I'm one of the I always terrible at my improv classes. Like all the stuff you're supposed to do, like the yes anding and everything. Nope, out the window. As soon as the scene started, I was like, "No, but okay." What what kind of challenge do you think you would do the best at? Um dancing because you said you were a dancer oh definitely a dance a dance yeah one of those musical numbers that could be good okay like that could that would be my wheelhouse I guess okay. I didn't even think of that I haven't I've never thought of it because like honestly I couldn't do it in heels I'll tell you that much that part alone I couldn't even do like they I don't know how anybody does anything in heels like Beyonce I don't know how you do it but when um Pop was the guest judge and they were like, you went down and up and down and up so many times. Tsunami. I know. I know. I know. Especially when uh-huh. they wear little pointy stilettos. Little pointies. Little... <sighs> My ankle's Land. broken just looking at it. I know. I know. My ankle's already snapped just at yeah. the thought My of knees it. hurt. Yeah. Ugh, no. No. Uh, okay. Tsunami wins the flamenco, the mini challenge, which, you know, she needed that a little bit. She was a whole dancer, though. So like that, again, I was like, what was the challenge? I'm still not sure. But the maxi challenge is to make your own doll. They always try to create a little drama around fabric selection and stuff. They have to always try to make that seem like it's going to be a big deal. And I do love that there is inevitably some type of fabric drama because it is, why not? Why would there not be? Plasma, though, she's telling Nymphia her plans for her look. (laughs) Nymphia is just staring at her. And then she goes, and the plasma goes, do you like it? And Nymphia doesn't respond. And then Plasma again goes, do you like it? And Nymphia just goes, yeah. (laughs) And then Plasma goes, great. And Nymphia goes, yeah. I love Nymphia being a pest in the workroom. It's so funny when she's just going around and being a little bothersome. Like, guys, I'm freaking out. And none of they're like, shut up, Nymphia. None of us believe you. I know. And every challenge, she's like, I don't know how to do this. And then it's like secretly is like a Taiwanese champion of whatever the competition is. And I love them calling her out for it. Like, ah, okay. So she is a dancer. She can't so- go. Nymphia, none of us believe you. She's anymore. funny. Yeah. She's funny. Mm-hmm. I, loved, she I loved her win. Barbara. Her Barbara was so ridiculous. Made no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. Obsessed with it, though. Same. Same. Leaned Which- into it. If she doesn't win, I'm going to be like one of those guys at the Super Bowl, like throwing things at the TV. <laughs> I guess I could, I guess I'm down for Nymphia to take it, actually. That, like she would be a good winner for me, for sure. I don't want Q to win. I just really don't want Q to win because Q wants it too much. Q has mm-hmm. like Jan energy. Yes. Like a bit too like theater kid but can yeah. kind of contained and pent up a little bit and so just that so, yeah so that. a little too serious a little yes too serious. exactly exactly plane goes over to terrorize geneva uh and try to get her fabric but the weird thing is she goes over to get her fabric and then starts insulting her almost immediately i was like what was your strategy here i actually they're all like there goes the new leaf um geneva doesn't give the fabric obviously so plane basically like sneak some from plasma you do she does check in like hey can i have a little bit of that but she knows plasma is not paying attention because she's distracted on the machine and she takes it and she gets it okay fine i'll go fine that's fine my i don't know why i get very resentful of this but maya has safira help her with so much of her look and i i would be like morphine 
watching like, because mm, like, I was. This livid. is what Drag Race is. Like, you have to come on this show. Like, how do you not know how to fucking sew and you and you want to be on Drag Race? But then it's like it's the fact that she was being helped. I'm like. Why are you helping her? Why are you spending mm-hmm. so much time? A little like odd thing here and there. But the fact that then she came out without a jacket because she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I ran out of time. Like, and whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. And this and the the thing with the zipper, I would I I she why'd you do a zipper? It's stretch fabric. I was worried you guys would say something. Hmm. Yeah. No, the whole thing. I, yeah. I, it's very frustrating because you're like, we see this every season. A queen helps another queen too much, and then oh, they yeah. do badly. It's like what we see are the the queen that helps too much. Like it's their issue. Like they have an issue saying no and being savage. They're probably like people pleasy, and so like that's their downfall. So like it's both them being wrong. Like you shouldn't be asking for this much help, but you also shouldn't be giving this much help. But you don't know how to say no. I know, and that's why maybe I love Nymphia so much because she she'll finish in half a day and then just spend the rest of her time harassing the other people in the workroom. Yeah, like crying on the floor, like literally in the middle of the floor, just yeah. like laying down, like oh, yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah, the dolls get to the workroom, and I'm just mesmerized by Dawn. Dawn knowing exactly what to do. That's though these types of art. This type of artistry is what makes Drag Race so amazing. These people are. I, I've said it a million times, and I know I'll say it again. After watching Drag Race, when you watch any other show like Project Runway or whatever, you're like, "This is nothing, you pussies." This is, stop complaining about how hard this is. If this was Drag Race, you'd have to make two outfits, learn a dance number, and then and then have another outfit, and then do live vocals and stand up comedy, and then do live vocals stand. So don't even like they just they can do. They're so fucking talented. So Dawn is like taking the makeup off the face of the doll, and Dawn just Dawn turned it out. Dawn took the note from Michelle, no more elf ears, and said, "Got it." What else do I have? And the, it just incredible. Now we see with the drag. That's why. That's what. This is what Drag Race is about. Mm-hmm. This type of shit. That's such a classic Michelle to take their signature, whatever mm-hmm. their signature thing is, and be like, I want to see you without that. Mm-hmm. Stop hiding lo- behind that. I'm a Michelle apologist. I have to own that about myself. Like I, I'm whenever I watch any type of competition show where there's judging, like I only watched Dancing with the Stars because Ariana was on it because I, I just don't watch the show. Anything Carrie Ann said. That, of course, got booed. I was like, she's right. She's everyone, right. Everyone needs, like, you know, a Janice Dickinson, a whoever. <laughs> Janice Dickinson. I just did a, I just did Deep Dive America's Next Top Model. I was reminded of, but like, she, well, that's maybe a little too far, but she. I was going to say, she did go a little far, but she. Yeah, but a little you know too what? far. You know what? She said what some people needed to hear. Yeah. You don't want all nice judges. No. And. Like Simon Cowell. Yes. Yes. Did, Simon, did he go so far? But a lot of the time I was like, he's trying to make them better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we just want them to be like, it was great. I loved it. But, you know, yeah. sometimes the note, like Carrie Ann said to Ariana one time something about her lines. And it's what I, because remember I was a dancer. So in my head, I'm always in that critical, like, hmm, mm-hmm. she needs to, it's like, that's just, how, I can't get that out of my head. So everyone else was like, it was so great. It was so great. And then Carrie Ann got booed because she was like, there's just a little bit, like, finish your line. I was like, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. So whenever Michelle says something that's typically perceived as mean, she's lightened up a lot. They all have. All the, when you watch early Drag Race to now, <laughs> they were clearly told, like, the mental health of these girls is important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to say nice stuff 
mixed with a little criticism, not all mean stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny too, even watching old seasons, they all they they don't show it as much anymore, but they used to do like all the teasers for like when you come back from a commercial break was a judge saying something vicious. Like vicious. They don't show that as much. A, they don't say it as much, but they don't lean into that because they used to think that's what we wanted. But I'm like, I don't think anyone ever did. I think that was just a bad like 90s hangover mm-hmm. thing that we're like, being mean is the way to go. If you want to make it in this town, you got to you gotta toughen it up. But like, honestly, it just made us uncomfortable. Like these women, these women have been stepping their pussies up as much as they can. Shut up. I know. I know. But you know what? You saying that you're a Michelle apologist, it's making me think about All Stars, All Winners, where it was just all positive feedback or that's all they showed because they apparently that's did all negative, they show yes they yes. did negative fee- criticism they didn't show it i was like okay i like i miss i miss the critiques the because actual critiques the critiques are important because sometimes like michelle will say stuff that i didn't know how to put a like words to it like when she says something that i don't know what to point out i'm like oh it was the padding or i don't know just something that i wouldn't know mm-hmm. so like we all benefit from a good from a good critique, but I was right with you. I was like, okay, it's like these judges are these panels are like unnecessary to even don't even show us these. They're like everything's great. We love everything you're doing. I know, I know the fact that apparently Raja and Michelle got into a screaming <laughs> match and they didn't show it. I'm like, excuse me, where is that, that is footage? So con- that is really confusing that they wouldn't want to show that. I know. I know. It's amazing what? television. What are you talking about? Why would we not? Why would you guys not want us to see that? Yeah. Like Raja being like, you're one to judge. Like you have no talent and them getting into it. Like what was the thought process? This is what I'm saying about production of RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race US is just, I feel like they're just missing a bit of what the audience wants. Yeah. And, and part of that is that I've been branching out and I've been watching the other franchises and it's it's a bit, it's tainted my viewing experience of US a little bit because I could they're just, that. Canada and Mexico particularly, especially Mexico, are in, have been incredible. Mexico only did one season, but it, it's my favorite of all time. Mm. And the most recent um, season of Canada's Drag Race um, was incredible in the fashion and the drama. Oh, you've and, just sold me. I need, I've needed oh. some shows in the background, so I'm going to well, definitely tune into those. Well, the Mexico one is hosted by Valentina also. Oh, that's and I, right. And, and oh, yeah, I think I, I've taught – this is – I'm like an evangelist for Drag Race Mexico, but I actually <laughs> – in the in the lead up to Going us recording this, I posted about it and I got a few people be like, oh, I started watching Canada and Mexico because of you and like they are they are really good. So, so it's you've kind had of some – yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget because like that will happen. Mexico. I'll think of enough shows to watch, but <laughs> – well, because I always need a show like in the background while I'm mm-hmm. editing, and yeah. it's a, and Drag Race is perfect for that because there's not too like if you you don't miss like vital plot points. Like I was trying to watch True Detective this season in the background. That is not the way to do it because I had to rewatch like four times just to be able to follow it. Then I also had to Google True Detective season four explained each episode because I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. So there's some shows you can't do it, but Drag Race is a good one. Mm-hmm. No, so I shall. It's per- I I have the same system. It's like depending on how much I like a show, yep. I'll have like my phone games and be doing like five other yes. things, or I'm like fully engrossed. Fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be fully engrossed to watch True Detective. Have you are you watching this season? Um, I'm not, but I'm fully. I recommend. I, I well, we'll get to this in in a minute, but with. 
the traders it's the first show in a while where i like can't do anything else and i'm like i i can't get i'm glued to the tv you're glued and mm-hmm. i'm it's all i'm thinking about i went after binging it all night i went to brunch the next day and i was like i could be watching the the, the traders right now like i have three more episodes <laughs> you're like i don't need to talk to you people i have nothing to say to you you're not a, you're not the show the traders you're not alan cummings anyway get out of here <laughs> um safira is a little overly ambitious in her and what she had set out to do. And so she has to redirect. Now I'm going to say, I know that it seemed like the judges were surprised that she was drinking her immunity potion, but I actually thought that was the way to go because what will happen on this is they will communicate issues that were happening in the workroom to RuPaul and if Safira, who has been in the top, has the immunity potion, if she was struggling with her look and the final product the final product wasn't the best, then they would have put her in the bottom just to put her in the bottom because that's good story. Like they did with Q. Like Q, I didn't think Q deserved to be in the bottom mm-hmm. because Q was a horrible dancer. Um, but because Q had been at the top complaining about being second second runner up, they're like, of course we're putting her in the fucking bottom. It's like the best story ever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's it was true. smart of her to do that. And that's why I think they were surprised because they were like, fuck, we were going to put you in the bottom. That was yeah. our, that was this, what we storyboarded. Yeah. Actually, my my issue is when they lean into the, the gimmicks, like the potion. I mm-hmm. kind of I, – I can't fully tune in. That is the one part where I'm like, I'm a bit tuned out. I'm like, I don't fully get – you just have it for the rest of the show. And, you and I was like, so only the people who won first get the immunity yes. potion? Is the immunity potion – no one else gets immunity potion ever again? Like the first that's, – that, That's what's weird to me. I know. I'm like, and then why – if it's only two people for the whole show, then why do we keep referring to it each time? Like just let – just, I don't know, hand it off to someone or let it in the background. Like I, I – I don't it wasn't, know. It, it's like they heard they heard notes from fans that they wanted the immunity back or something like that. But they're like, it actually is kind of stupid when we do it, like from a from a game strategy. But here's a good way we can introduce it. So the yeah. people who won the first one both get immunity potions. No other immunity potions will be handed out. I know. That's why I didn't. I think it just made me kind of. It's weird. A little, it was a, yeah. It's not realized. It's not properly realized. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Now Geneva's is a total mess. Her whole look is a mess, but it's just with her and I've, she's kind of been on, I've wanted her to be on the bottom for a while because one of the things she does as a performer that really grinds my gears is she doesn't fully commit to her moves. Like her moves are always like kind of timid. So she looks very awkward to me on stage. And even though she's doing like kicks and stuff, it just, so I like her, it's just a matter of taste. Like yeah. when Megami walks over and is like, no, not together. And that fabric just looks cheap as hell. It's like, that's what Geneva picked out, guys. That's, she doesn't, it, it's so, like, I, yeah. It's kind of it what was, separates a filler queen from mm-hmm. one that really stands out mm-hmm. as a talent. Or, or one that has the ability to grow and develop their drag as opposed to just like, oh, that's this is where you're going to stay and this is as good as it's going to get. Type yeah, of thing. it's it's true. With someone like her, it's like, what, how many critiques can you really give Ugh. when she's just so far off from yes. the really talented queens? Like, what notes can you get? It's like, if I have to say this, have better taste. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to get it. Like, yeah. I don't, if I have to say this, then you're never going to get it. And Geneva mm-hmm. should have never thought it was a good idea to use the same fabric as plasma and plain. Like they already had their outfits. You already see the color 
going on two different girls. That's already going to be bad. Rookie move. And then you grab the same color to do the one of the worst outfits we've ever seen? I know. No, 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 no. Disappointing. And then, and then when Geneva tells, excuse me, Maya and Megami her doll's story, they're like, what? <laughs> Maya is so, she's, she's so gentle. She's like, I would have thought you would do something, you know, like your TikToks with the leg hair. And even Geneva's like, that would have been good. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but she tries to be like, oh, it takes forever to do the leg hair or whatever. But then she's like, but that would have been, that would have been good. I'm like, it would have been very good. It would have been sold. Even just like paint it on with makeup. Like what? there's so many queens now coming out of RuPaul's Drag Race that like whatever you can do to make yourself stand out, do that. Mm-hmm. And you already do it. Yes. So that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But someone, I saw, I think it was, a, I think I read like a vulture recap of the episode and they did say it kind of perfectly. They're like, it is a bit early to be doing branding stuff because that isn't the easiest thing for everybody. Um, Usually it comes after Snatch Game, so they've already weeded out the people that, like, really couldn't hang with that. And Geneva, she, like, she wasn't going to get what branding is, even though she does it for herself. Like, she wasn't going to understand this. True. I I just listened to uh, an episode or a podcast interview with Sugar and Spice, and they were talking about branding. They're like, it's funny because everyone makes fun of the TikTok queens and the social media Mm -hmm. queens. They're like... We understand how it works, mm-hmm. and now all the season queens are asking us how to do it. And it's like we're happy to help, but also you guys yep. are all laughing at us. But they are a good example of people that effortlessly brought in mm-hmm. like marketing from the start, but it was authentic and it worked because it was established too. Like it was, so, it was like tried yeah. and true. It already worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, finding out about planes dad and growing up with the he was totally homophobic and Russian that that did it gave me a little bit of depth to plane I'm like ah now I understand why you think you're being cute and funny but it's actually just like cutting and harsh and blunt and not even reading like reading there's an reading has a a twist to it at least there's like a little bit of a flair a little sense of humor but not just like your drag is bad yeah, I don't. I'm not a big crier with shows, but for some reason, almost anything could happen on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'll cry. And that made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know when they talk like... about the, when they talk about their their childhood. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I wasn't even that big of a fan of of Plain Jane before that, but I was I was kind of I liked her more yeah. after that. Yeah, I like, no, okay. I think that's why I think that's why I'm like, I'm like I'm like okay, I see your purpose here. I see it was that was necessary for us to get mm-hmm. that that. It, bit of tea. Q talks about growing up super poor and how he went to the theater auditorium at lunch to hide that he wasn't eating. So he would run run lines. And honestly, it all made sense. Like everything that Q was saying, I go, oh my God, that's your energy. That's got it. Got it. Like theater was your life. And you know, you, she feels guilty for pursuing acting and drag when should have been breaking the poverty cycle. I'm like all of this, all of this is just so you. Now I've, now I'm understanding your energy. Mm-hmm. I know, but I love how her mom was like such a champion for it. Love. Yeah. Like yeah all from, those, all those stories are so important. Yeah. She's from Kansas, right? Yeah. Right. I think it was just this like religious mom living in poverty to have her be like, I'm so, I pray that you would get on RuPaul's Drag Race. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> These are yeah. the good ones. These the are the good that, ones. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the Bible, the Bible thumping ones who are like, 
Uh You know, Jesus preaches being nice and I'm going to be nice Mm -hmm. to my my drag queen son. Love it. Yeah. LaRoche is the guest judge who I just am obsessed with and I'm so happy. Like, it's about time. Like, like, honestly, LaRoche should be one of the regular recurring guest judges on Drag Race. Truly. Perfect. And when we were talking about how we need a little edge for judging – even just the looks he was giving, like to the shoes and everything, I was like, "This is perfect." Mm-hmm. Because did you watch Legendary? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Law Roach's judging made that show what it was, and especially like with when he that I'll I all I would love in my life if I did a, he if I bet he does cameos actually I want a cameo of him saying you ate that like when he did with Kiki, yeah. Ugh. I feel like that is just like to get that kind of subtle. Oh, my God. I love, I love, love, love him. Okay. So the challenge. Tsunami's cute with the story. But even I can tell the outfit is horribly sewn. And I don't ever, I'm never one to notice that. But even I'm like, yeah, it's not very finished. But that's what I'm saying. Tsunami, once Tsunami gets a little bit of the money that comes with the upgrading that for the show, come to, all stars, never like unstoppable. Unfucking yeah. stoppable. She's got this. Yeah. Safira's look is just not her best. It's by no means the worst, but it does look off the rack, as Morphine will say in the uh, Untucked. It it did. It looked off the rack and the story wasn't great. And it just, honestly, it wasn't the worst, but they would have put her in the bottom just because, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's what they like to do. And that's what you get for helping. Plasma keeps adjusting her scarf. And it's, I'm like, what are you doing? It's such an, it's such a rookie move. Like, they don't give a fuck if it's on your head. No, they don't even care if it falls, if everything falls off. If you can make it a little funny moment and sell it, they're fine with it. But instead, you are literally stopping, changing, like, coming totally out of character and being like, oh, let me get it, let me get it back on. Like, no. I know. I know. She's just a little, like... I feel like Plasma has come out with a strong identity, but there's something that just, I don't know, like I maybe, can't connect. Same thing. Yeah, same, I can't yeah. connect. And maybe she just needs to like grow up a little bit. I think she's pretty young. Mm, possibly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, something's not clicking. And I'm like, maybe you're just really young and insecure and you'll yeah. come into your own later on or something. But she takes herself very seriously too. Yes. But yet she's also like trying to be cute and funny. So it's it's hard to be both. Yeah, when she said she couldn't be, was it Bette Midler? Or oh, no. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Because she didn't want to be typecast? Because she, but also because she takes, Bar- like, she takes that so seriously. So seriously. I, was like, I was like, just do the impression because <laughs> we all know you have it in you. Just, just do it. No yeah. one's going to be offended. Yeah, exactly. Plain saves herself for me because she leans into how it was a last minute change up. And that she doesn't fully know what it is. Is she a retired mermaid or a retired ice skating instructor? You tell me. I'm like, ah, that 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 will win. Even me. I'm like, fair. Fair. Yeah. But then Nymphie has an entire masterpiece with the big tool bow and the big ye- and the yellow wig. Like, I yeah. Megami does a good job. Megami does a good job leaning into the New York of it all, which is good, but like whatever. She was safe. Megami was a, was a safe queen. For sure. 
Mm-hmm. Geneva is a disaster all around. The doll story is so terrible. The performance that she's doing is so awkward because it's like giving awkward flirting kisses and then she's like winking or I don't know what the hell she's doing. I've never had more cringe watching someone than I did with Geneva on that damn runway. Dawn looks incredible with the, it, like the makeup looks so good. Oh, I thought the doll, everything was so cool about it. Q once again gives us everything. Q should get booked for costume gigs on Broadway or something. Like I, I feel like that's what should come out of this for Q. Yeah, Q is very clearly talented. There's just a bit of that kind of repressed energy that's exactly. a bit unsettling. But it's like she's it's like she's like, don't you like me? I'm doing everything right. Yes. 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 It's too desperate. Desperate. Is, it's desperate. Kind of mean, but it's just, yeah. It's another thing that's not clicking. That's why I think that's why I'm rooting so hard for Nymphia Wynn is because I'm yeah. there's a lot of the cast that I'm just not fully clicking with. And a lot of filler queens. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 treating this like they know it's their one shot. And they've been studying the show and they know the things that work. And I'm doing all the things that work. This is the stuff you like. And there's that. Yeah, there's that going on for sure. Yeah. Okay. Severe takes her immunity potion. I support it. I think that was the, the way to go. Plasma gets the note about that damn headscarf. Uh, and and Rue then reads her down though. She's like, I, f- I felt like, and she says it in a nice way. I felt like with your doll story, you were pushing the jokes. Now, listen, that is not a compliment. That's definitely like, that was terrible. That was, and it's, I see now that's, this is an example of a critique. I wouldn't have known what exactly to say. I would have had no, I wouldn't have not even known how to explain it. Like there's no hope this person, this person thinks this is funny, but Rue going, you were pushing the jokes. I'm like, oh, is that what it is? Cause I yeah. wouldn't know how to give that note. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's well said. It puts, it, it puts our, my finger on it. Yeah, because I'm like, it was just off. Without it, I would have just been like, I don't like it. I don't Mm -hmm. like it at all. I don't like it one bit. They love playing, especially Rue. Like, they love playing with the burger finger. Okay. Okay. I don't get it. I checked, I checked Plain Jane's Instagram and in her bio, it's like, burger finger is streaming out. And I'm like, stop trying to make burger finger happen. Okay. It's not happening. It's not, it's literally a, it just feels like a bad Jimbo knockoff. Whereas like for Mirage, people were like, we need this on Spotify now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it on Spotify now? It Probably. is. I it know is. because I had a week of just walking my dog and being like, you think I'm a bitch? I'm not that wrong. <laughs> I could see it. I could totally see it. <laughs> Um, Maya LaPelge is all bad. All, all bad. From the top to the bottom. Okay? It's just a goddamn mess. LaRoche gives her something, though, and says that the titties with the little sweat thing right there is turned her on. But Michelle's like, in your doll story, it's all about flips and how this doll does flips, yet you do no flips. There were no flips. So, Yeah. Geneva's is a mess too. They love Dawn and LaRoche gives a compliment to end all compliments and says, if I was still styling, I would ask to borrow that dress. You can die happy if you're into fashion and you hear that. Out of control. Mm -hmm. Out of control. Q they love and LaRoche says, you stand out because you've got three other queens in the same fabric and she will not, he will not stop reading them the hell down for using the same fabric. 
Like, and it's I, so I respect that. I respect that. Like, and I feel like Plane, Plane's like, I know I should have never done that. Plane knows. As we're Geneva, it's like, she's like, well, I had no choice. You should have never grabbed that fabric. Mm-hmm. Ever. That was such a bad decision. I know. And easily, easy to see. Easily what clocked. About. Especially yeah. since you did such a bad job. Like, with your, and, and law says when you've got Plane who then, sews and 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 executes to perfection anything next to that's like oh not great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. geneva and yours wasn't even close to not great yours was just terrible I know. and they had they had no nice thing they were like i don't know what to do i like i wish you had done the makeup like your doll i wish you had done the same outfit i don't even know i, I none of it none of it makes sense so the top three is q dawn and plain and Plane should not have been in the top. And I know this happens every year where there's like a week where people are just pissed about it. But Plane did not make any sense in the top. Plane had another person's fabric that she, I mean, yes, she made it work for sure. But no, Nymphia. How do you look at Nymphia in that construction of amazingness and not put her in the top? Okay, well, now I feel better about texting you because I was just stoned and like going on a rant. And then I was like, that didn't need to have that much attention. But (laughs) you know what? I think I was stoned too when I read it. And I was like, I'm so mad. I'm like, oh my God. You never think it's more intense. No, but you're like, what happened? I'm like, no, it it just, she was just, Nymphia was safe. Nothing really, actually. Now that I'm saying it. (laughs) We're just on our own journeys here. (laughs) Nymphia should, and, but Nymphia is handling it very well. She's not in untucked. She's not pouting too much. She's a little upset, a mm-hmm. little upset. And I think that's the way to go. Don't be too upset because then they'll never put you in the top because they do it like for a story. They want to keep it going. Give them nothing and then they'll start to realize. Because like, guys, missed opportunity. Well, okay. we were talking about how they're a bit too try hard and like, this is my one shot. Nymphia's energy is different because – she has sort of the, the energy of like I'm already famous in Taiwan. Like I'll totally, be fine either That's way. To- it's totally it, totally that. So Maya and Geneva lip sync to "Control" by Janet Jackson, and Geneva is horrible. That timid way of moving. She's literally doing um like what you teach in basic dance, like pas de bourre, set up for a turn, pas de bourre, pas de bourre, pas de bourre. In her, it's bad. Then she does little finger wiggles. It's a little finger. I'm not even sure what that was. As where Maya's giving flips and stunts and of course she won. <laughs> of course. There was like, it's almost like Geneva gave up. I know. So, yeah. Maybe she's just not a great dancer. Well, she's, but she, th- she kind of fancies herself. Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's true. Then yeah, right? she, I guess she just gave up. She just, I think she's like, I'm not going to be able to do a bunch of tricks and splits and shit. That would fuck me up too. Like I could probably give a good performance, but if I'm up against somebody who can do backflips and splits and yeah. all of the tricks, it it's just hard not to give it up for that person. It's I don't care. I don't care how good you are in your performance over here. It's like, it's a, it's a shitty thing not to let that person win who's, truly giving everything like flipping off the stage and stuff so it's like all right fine yeah no true hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, traders. <gasps> I know it's the most exciting. Um, what, what, what if you hadn't? What if you hadn't asked me to recap this? I might have dismissed it and just not gotten imagine? to. I don't Imagine. even want to think about that possibility because I'm either. so invested. That's, that's not a real. That's not a world I want to live in for you. <laughs> um, the way Alan comes in and tells and tells Parvati and Phaedra that Peter refused your seduction, and they're like, <laughs> "Fuck!" That, I honestly, I knew Peter couldn't handle being a traitor. That's like that's putting a lot. He was Mister Faithful guy. There's no way he could have become like a yes. Who are they going to murder, guys? No. He's he's too, like, kind of high on his own supply right now. Like, he thinks yes. he's so great. Although, people are treating him like this brilliant leader. So I'm like, this is everyone's fault for creating this <laughs> monster here. This. Yeah. <laughs> you all did this. It's your fault for sure. <laughs> Alan says to Par- Parvati, things have gone from bad to much, much worse for you. <laughs> I love I love what he's like, bitchy. That's like that wasn't even necessary. She's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I I just before we get like fully into the episode, I I had to ask. I was wondering if you sort of like with the drag race challenges, do you think you would succeed on the traders? And would you want to be a faithful or a traitor? I could not handle being a traitor. I would have to be a faithful. Um, I feel like I would do pretty good as a faithful because I have a pretty decent instinct with like whether or not people are being authentic or whatever. So I think I would do pretty good um, as a faith, but I could not be a traitor. Could you be a traitor? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm a Scorpio and I feel like I use my powers for good, but if it was in a fun little game and, you know, all's fair on the traitors, that's where I would thrive. Like, although with the caveat that I would need like Thick foundation, body makeup. Like I'm a rosacea girly, so that oh, is so one. So you would thing. give it away, yeah. But but other than that, if it's just for fun and you're not, it's not like real life backstabbing, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, I would have a lot of fun with it. Okay, I'm into this. <laughs> so at breakfast, it's all about how is Peter going to play this, and he decides to not speak up about the attempted recruitment. Um, but Parvati's like, oh, no, motherfucker. I'm going to make this as uncomfortable for you as possible. So she keeps asking, who was recruited? Raise your hand if you got a letter. And then Peter, like, then he really switches it up. She cannot, she, she tr- tries, she might. She cannot get Peter. She doesn't have control of Peter, no matter how hard she tries. And then, because Peter goes, well, Parvati, I guess you're not a traitor since I'm still here. And she's like, th- th- uh, that's a big change of tune. Huh, guys? She doesn't know what to do. He's, He's like so if confident. You're gonna, I know. I know. See, I would be, listen, I would be fine with Peter if we had st- if he had stopped feeling all big and bad and 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 still been a team player. But instead, he's like smug and smirking a lot. And I don't like that energy. I don't like him being like, oh, I don't like that. So I the ick has returned for Peter. Yeah. Oh, well, did you watch him on The Bachelor? No, I don't. Okay. I'm not a Bachelor girly. Okay. So I, I've kind of fallen off actually recently because it's just gotten so bad. But I did watch Peter's season and it was hot flaming garbage pile of a disaster. 
And he came off as such an idiot that I'm shocked that I'm seeing signs of intelligence and that he's a leader. Like this man, all I can think of actually sometimes when I see him in the house is he did, um, I think even production hated him because for their (laughs) final romantic dates, they were putting him in the Australian outback in like... (laughs) like there were like tumbleweeds like he didn't even get a glamorous like location for for the final thing but he this is just seared into my brain during um like the week where they all have sex they have sex with the top three um he chose four he's like i want to go through with four and then to torture the women they all put them in the same basic hotel room Mm -hmm. and there's the tension so high and he comes in they're in australia he goes G'day, Sheila's. <laughs> and then takes one and leaves for okay, like... Okay, yeah, no. Okay. They're fucked. So I'm like, this idiot, I'm like, is actually a little smarter than I thought. Good, wow. Yeah, I think that's the thing. We were like, what, Peter? Mm-hmm. He's coming up with... I did not see that coming. So, yeah. Parvati says, I'm wearing my predatory headband and I'm going to get Peter. <laughs> predatory headband. She just starts selling those. Well, I think the headbands are part of her strategy um, to seem more innocent. Oh. And, and I actually, I I got to interview um, Erica Kasupinen, who was a former winner of Survivor, uh-huh. and she wore pearled, pearl headbands with pearls on them for oh. Survivor, but it was actually part of her strategy of how she won because she, so she's Asian, she looks a lot younger than she is, but she's actually third in her 30s and she's like a boss. And so she's like, everyone's going to underestimate me and think I'm this little like meek girl mm-hmm, basically totally. so i'm, I'm going to play it up i'm going to wear my hair in pigtails i'm going to wear this pearled headband and so when i saw parvati i actually messaged her i was like did she did she get inspo from you because you've talked about the pearled headband she was like i don't know like oh okay so it's a thing <laughs> yeah so this is just i don't know i well, in this was, case in this case parvati says it's her predatory headband yeah so she probably does have the innocent ones but this one is for war yeah, they're not the first people to wear headbands, but just the fact they're both survivor winners. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. maybe you guys are just picking up on each other's strategies. I actually think that kind of cheapens Parvati's because uh, she wasn't the first to do it. So hmm. I I would agree. Yeah, Erica was being diplomatic, but I was like, she's like, yeah, other people have messaged me about this. Oh, but I don't <laughs> so know. Meaning, meaning, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but I'm being nice. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. understood. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. After breakfast, this is where Peter gets on my goddamn nerves. They break off into their little groups, but Peter becomes a smug jerk telling everyone to leave. He gathers his people. Trishel wants Phaedra. Now, t- listen, to be fair, Trishel, you're on you're on the right track, but it's that she totally loses sight of Parvati. It's just like, no, guys, forget Parvati. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not gonna you're not gonna sway enough people to get Phaedra right now. Phaedra is like after Parvati. So Trishel, you're almost there, but it's the it's too much of an uphill battle to get Mm -hmm. Phaedra at this point. MJ, though, has one of the funniest moments ever because Phaedra tries to walk in. They're like, Phaedra, give give us a second. And I'm like, that's also bad gameplay, for the record, like to be telling everyone to leave. You're putting such a target on you because as much as you guys know you're not traitors, no one else does, for sure, at least. So now you're a target. And also, like, if if, how do they not... How do they know that he's not a traitor? Because 
Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a great, brilliant gameplay to be like, I'm the most faithful of the faithful. I, if I was a player, I'd be like, thou doth protest too much. Like, are mm-hmm. you a traitor? But everyone's just like, no, obviously Peter is a heart of gold. And it's like, get, get off it. Like, mm-hmm. are you having these secret meetings and telling people who, who yeah. can come in? And like, how are you selecting who is like to be trusted and who's not to be trusted? And and then so when MJ comes in, because she hears that they're kicking people out, she comes in and I don't think, I, like, I just didn't imagine this would be her, her gameplay. Like, I thought she was just testing to see if they would also kick her out. But it said she's like, oh, no, uh, I don't want to be left out. And they're like, just give us a minute. But then Peter, I think Bergie says something like, you're going to love this plan. And Peter's like, shh. And this smirks at her. It's like, oh, you need to, you listen, buddy. MJ's not a traitor, okay? You guys know by now MJ's not a traitor, right? I, I think I think that's pretty fucking obvious. No. Okay. But they're so, like, they're in their little clique, but they're so obvious about him. Like, play I it know. cool, guys. Play it cool. Be like, but like to, and then he gets up and closes the door behind her. I really, in his tight jeans, his jeans are way too tight, way too tight, okay? So, uh-uh. Yeah. It was so a now, moment Sandra, that sparked. Sandra, mm-hmm. Oh, moment just a moment no, that yes. sparked a thousand memes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then Sandra's like, I think Peter's a traitor. And like, I don't blame you, honestly, at this point. I don't blame. He's screwing up his own self. Now, I'm never good at strategy whenever I watch any, like, Don, Donnie from I Am The Cute One had me watch some Big Brother stuff. And when it comes to strategies, I'm always like, this is right over my head. So even though Sandra had, like, a visual aid, with the balls and was like, this is the, the numbers and they're over here. I was like, I was laughing so hard at that because I was like, the balls are just illustrating like these, there's a bigger group here and a smaller group here. <laughs> it was like so serious. And then she like, like moved the balls and I was like, what? The war room. I'm like, it, it felt not, very war room. It felt very war room. It's not the battlefield. Like you're just describing a majority or minority group of people. She, yes, you're right. She, that's the thing. She made it very complicated. Yes. It was really just a very com- complicated way of saying that we could outnumber them. See, that would have helped me. <laughs> yeah. We, we All we need to do is make sure one of them goes home because then we outnumber them. Period. But they were engrossed. And I, if I was in the room, I actually probably would have been <laughs> the same. She was so convincing. She was captivating. She was absolutely... Yes. I find Sandra to be one of the funniest little random... Like, she's such a savage, but she's also, like, she doesn't like doing anything physical. And seems kind of confused a bit. Oh, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, she's, she's a very interesting, interesting character. Okay, the mission. Partner up and grab a bag of money to make it through the woods, avoiding traps. And Peter and Trishel are so cocky. They grab the biggest bag of money, because obviously, and then they're out on the first clue. So... Mm. Or at least one of them is. Bergie, here's, okay. I cannot, if you get me wet, like if when when Peter falls in the mud and then Bergie falls in the mud, the rest of them got lucky and got to be up in a little hammock. I'm like, do they, do they pull them? Like, they're like, okay, guys, come, we'll take you back so you can shower. Or here's a change of clothes. Nope. When they're all done with everything, there they are freezing because they're wet and they're drying off, standing there while, while Alan's like, most of you didn't make whatever. They're like, uh-huh. Can we get back to the castle so I can shower? The feeling hours, of, hours. The feeling, the feeling of mud drying oh. your skin and, and drying it out and being like itchy, you know, a little, like that I, would send me over the edge. I can't. I cannot. Yeah, yeah. The, my favorite too is that Sheree was with yeah. Bergie, and she, if that had happened to Sheree, like I got 
she screamed, but I was like, if this woman is about to fall in a mud pit, you're going to have a lawsuit. <laughs> she is not down for that. I know. I know the, the the hammock, the tent, the the net thing was pushing it. But if she had fallen into the, uh, uh-uh. uh, I wonder if there was any producer interference of who went first because, like, <laughs> with like, I I feel like dipping like Sheree or Phaedra into a mud pit is like too much. It's too far. <laughs> like, like you like, just can't do that. Sheree went to go, and they're like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Fergie goes. They're like, what? Yeah. And then, you might <laughs> you might leave the show. <laughs> that is that's not happening. Um, yeah. CT and Phaedra continue their romance. Their show, even it, uh, you know, there's no nothing confirmed, but it's like, come on, they're falling in love. And with the scene where CT gets pulled up into the trap, the beats on this scene are so fucking funny. First, they're like, it's the sun. And then he goes, he picks it up. Boom. She screams. <laughs> She's so afraid. And then he goes, I think it was the moon. And then she just goes, I think it was the moon. I'm sorry. And walks off. <laughs> I know. Just it like was... saunters off. <laughs> I know. It was so cute. But then she was like, I'm alone in the woods. Yes. I'm scared. I really enjoyed that, though, because I'm like, that's how I would feel. Like, I've wondered that many times because, like, I'm watching these shows from the comfort of my bed. I'm like, these people, like, on the challenge, I'm like, they are in the middle of a glacier with no one else around but each other. Like, it is, it's scary. So I'm with Phaedra. I'm like, she's like, I'm scared. Oh, yeah, of course. And, like, the as much as with the tree net thing, it's not, you're not getting wet, but it's very scary. All of a sudden, you are captured up and that I, I mean, I want to just try it. Like, I want to experience it because I'm, like, I'm just curious. I know. But, like, MJ and Sheree both end up in a trap net, and I don't know why they just look so funny. Like, they're trying to, like, oh. I know. They're like, hello, we're here. I know. <laughs> it was great. It, like, this is why this show is so good because they're such complex pers- interpersonal dynamics, but then such, like, body comedy, you know, like, <laughs> yes, physical, just physical humor. shocking funny things like like Phaedra getting shot up into a tree net you're like oh okay. and she's like okay you're gonna have to get me down like she, she yeah. says it as soon as she figures out she's like okay yeah. well now we're done here yeah yeah <laughs> we're Cut. not doing this get me fucking down okay yeah. no okay so Parvati and John and Sandra and Kevin make it to the end but Ke- Kevin and Sandra they get best time so they have the shield now they're back at the castle and I'm so happy to see both Peter and Bergie have showered. Like, that's all I cared about. Like, as soon as they showed them again, I'm like, oh, thank God. Because I was, I could not stop thinking. I'm like, it's in their, it's in their shoes. It's in their socks. Like, it's in their underwear. Uh-uh. Oh. Absolutely not. That's, they got the shit out of the stick on that one. Oh, but CT tells Peter, you're on the block. Up, you're up for banishment. And he just immediately spirals. Now, this is such a, how this happens is so weird. He just comes out of that meeting, and the first people he sees are Kate, Phaedra, and Parvati, at least of the people that he would want to talk to regarding this. They just all happen to be talking, like in a trio. He walks over. Kate just walks away, leaving them, which was the which was the move. And I bet Phaedra wished she had, because she gets fully sucked in. He pulls them into like the little armory room. I'm like, what? Because why both of them? The only thing I'm thinking is he thought, I need... Because he says something like, I hear there's a queen's meeting that I should be in on. So I feel like maybe he, the only, because I was like, unless he thinks they're both traitors, it just was too, it was just 
too coincidental that they both happen to be traitors and Peter's pulling them in. Yeah. But Phaedra tries her best not to get involved. She keeps playing her game. But then Peter goes, or we could work together. Sir, what? In what? Phaedra Vader just leaves. She goes, she can't even finish a sentence. She's like, I'm not, that's not where I don't, uh-uh, uh, that's bye and just walks out. It's funny how no one suspects her. Uh, right? Like, even in moments like this, I'm like, wouldn't you be suspicious? Because even Peter's not really on to her. No one, mm-hmm. no one She's really totally is. off the radar. Which I wonder if that's going to change and that has to change at some point as you whittle down the people. But I'm like, she, her gameplay is like needs to what, be studied. We uh, we see in the trailer, I don't know if you saw the trailer for this, but in the trailer, P, uh, Phaedra says to Peter at one of the round tables, uh, she goes, this is not The Bachelor and I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know, isn't that so good? Her, <laughs> so good. Her one-liners, oh. I cannot stop thinking about her saying, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing too much because you're doing too little. Uh, oh, on the and then and then John later being like, did you know that that was happening and like you had that prepared? Like, how did you? She goes, no. no. He's like, what? But also, it's funny to watch this and watch the players who cl- clearly haven't seen Housewives because they're like, Phaedra's so sweet. Oh my god, Phaedra, I I couldn't imagine her, you know, hurting a fly. And 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 like, all I can think of is like her her monologue from that reunion where she was like. You spend oh. your weekends peddling through sperm banks, and what? <laughs> what it's one you of do the most know, savage things ever. I know, and that's and I'm like, you guys are gonna go home and at least watch some <laughs> clips from Atlanta, and you're gonna feel silly that you fully trusted her. Once they got to their phones, once they like left <laughs> filming and got back to their phones and saw the things people were posting about how savage Phaedra's gonna be, they're like, God damn it. <laughs> We didn't know. We like we really didn't know. But like most people being like Phaedra is the one, you know, so yeah. But she is a lawyer. Like I saw an interview with her where she was just like, look, this as a lawyer, this is what you're trained for is to be calm and convincing in a very succinct way. And in most moments of pressure, that's when you thrive. And I was like, that's that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As Dan said, I should have known better than to go up against such an elegant lawyer. Yeah, and still no one suspected her. And she's like, mm. she just goes, mm. yeah. <laughs> so Alan beckons them to the woods in their boots and their jackets, no round table, and they are they're van they are caravaned pretty far out into the goddamn woods at night. It's kind of scary. Like it, that's this is no joke. This filming schedule. I know Tr- Scotland is so beautiful and a little spooky i'm a little it's spooky. scared it's exactly there's like ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. and it feels like in the woods there there are ghosts in those woods oh and in that castle i'm like oh, oh. oh. Ooh. it's very so, creaky okay i can't i no one can give me the answer on this um and i haven't i guess i could ask tamra because tamra and i like dm sometimes and i could be like did you guys really live in the castle like, did you guys really have a room with a bathroom in the castle? Or were you guys, se- like, secretly going and sleeping off-site at, like, a, another hotel? Interesting. Because think of, like, I – that kind of freaks me out. Like, if I was – if I had to really sleep in that castle, that alone is a whole experience. Oh, my God. Right? I know. I know. Actually, yeah. Like, the uh, echoey hallways and oh. shit. 
Oh yeah. Do they each have a? Do they each have a bathroom? Where, where, like, I just can't imagine this castle being fully equipped for all of these people to have their own little suite. I know, because at the same time, like you know, it has like forty rooms, but are the rooms like yes, are livable? Yes. And would right? it be freezing cold no matter how many space heaters you turned on? That is all, all I can think about is that. Like, how cold were they? What kind of blankets were they provided? What's the what's the decor like? Did they have to change it up? So that's why I kind of believe. That they didn't – because they also do those, which I, I've made way too much content with, those those slow-mo solo shots that they do where they're just like laying in the laying in their room in the castle, like looking off by themselves. Yes. You like know is that totally just staged? Like they're like, okay, go to your room and then they just film it in there? I hadn't even thought about that, but now it's going to be all I can think about. Because, right? Because – if they were all living there, you'd think there'd be some moments where someone's like brushing their teeth and someone's like, I have to talk to you. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would have like some moments where someone's like, yeah, or just in a towel and, and they're like, we need to talk now. Like this just happened. Like when like, they go to bed, we don't see any more activity whatsoever. And that's, I'm just like, so that's it. Like they all go to bed and they have to go to their rooms and not talk to each other at all. Like, but maybe, maybe that is. And, Maybe maybe they do have to like share bathrooms and stuff. I don't I don't. But know. also to add to your um, theory of them sleeping in a hotel elsewhere, when um, it, it would make it much easier for then the the traders to go to the the tower without being exactly. caught. And also when they come in in the morning, they clearly haven't seen who's around. So if, if they're nosy people, like I'd be poking my head down the hallway and being like, "Who's still here?" You know. But they walk into breakfast and they're shocked. So. Uh, yeah, and like they show Alan going to deliver whatever the you know whatever the traders have decided and decreed, um, but they all get the letter. They all like sit down to read a letter in the same room, so that's obviously just staged for those specific moments. Yeah. Um, well, all it would take be, is he it, could it just, just be running around any any damn castle, you know, just for the sake of the shot. Well, and even if you give them just like an hour or two in the castle to just meander around, they're yeah. they're gonna go off into rooms and have their moments. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah footage yeah so i just because i that's all because i have such a hard time sleeping outside of my own like comfort so i'm like god are they just freezing cold do they have to share bathrooms with each other how many bathrooms are in a castle how many like i I just have a lot of questions does the water ever get hot (laughs) does it ever get hot do you have to turn it on for the longest time does the hot water run out when everybody's been using it like is it on a bit like i just don't understand is that castle truly livable that's like me. I am always thinking about the logistics. So now this is going to really get to me. Mm-hmm, because Camera, it makes sound off. Yeah, I, th- I think I might have to just bite the bullet and be like, I know you probably can't tell me. It maybe is some big secret, but did you guys sleep there? And what were the beds like? What were the sheets like? I just don't. Were there, is there a turn down service? Did they have people? You know, I just have a lot of just. I questions. I went to a wedding. Um, Last year in like a sort of similar building, it was like Ah. a hotel slash location and there were bats that were living in it and they would squeak at night and it really felt like I was, I was pretty scared. Okay. Uh Uh-uh. See? Yeah. So as I'm saying, like to to sleep in the castle would be spooky. Like you would be hearing stuff. Uh-uh. Like you'd be hearing stuff. Like give me a trailer. Give me a trailer just off site. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like that would be my stipulation. Like I will do it, but I genuinely cannot actually sleep in the castle. And then they're like, don't worry. No one does. True. Got it. Yeah. It just makes way more sense that it's like we got them all hotels. Okay. So they're at the ceremony, the wood ceremony. Trishel is so damn desperate. 
to be, she has no shame. She's just begging anybody, people she doesn't even talk to. But Please. no one's on her case. No one's suspecting <laughs> her. She's not even on the chopping block. That's Why a good you- point. That's a good point. Like, what do you, since when? Like, who's, like, who, and who do you think the traitor is if they, if you're so sure they're coming for you? Yeah. Who do you think, who, who is it in your mind? Because you're so convinced that you need to be saved. I know. It was, she was giving her sob story, but I'm like, no one's accused you since maybe episode one. <laughs> totally. Phaedra cries when Sheree lights up her torch. I'm not. To- I'm still not totally convinced that it was genuine. I'm still like, mm, I could see oh, this being. Oh, I was a sucker. I was caught up in this moment when, oh, yeah? when she gave her little explanation. I mean, I'm also like, as much as I'm so skeptical, I'm also so gullible. So I was when she okay. said that this was like 20 years of over 20 years of yes, friendship that- and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and like just for Phaedra, like for housewives that are put on pause, you know, so to speak. Yeah. I just wonder if there's like tension of them feeling like an outsider wanting uh, to be back part of it. Although even though the show in general is on, I don't know. I just wonder if it was like feeling like belonging yeah. in that moment. I, but maybe it's all fake. I, I, I couldn't tell. I can't. I really can't. She's so good at this game that I really can't get like a genuine read on her. It could also just be her holding in all of her emotions and then just That's that true. was a just a moment that it came out. That's true. Parvati's like wow parvati didn't believe it she's like what the hell all right relax take it down a notch she wanted to say she's like wow this is this is intense but she was like am i right what are we talking about but here's my question parvati why do you think phaedra would save you that to me from a logic like game strategy standpoint that doesn't make any sense you guys do not have any kind of alliance according to the rest of the group and this is why I'm like, why everyone's underestimating the housewives, but all the big brother people and survivor people, I'm like, are you guys thinking clearly? Because yeah. they, all the housewives seem way more- thinking it. Yeah, they're overthinking it. And I think maybe this was in, um, I think this was in the same interview with, with Parvati, but she said, survivor is a competition first and a show second. And this is a show first and a competition second. And it was hard for her to adjust. And I was like, that, that puts it in context. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of those competition shows, but they are overthinking it. Whereas when you really think about it, a housewife is the most qualified for this kind of thing because they always have to be thinking about Uh dynamics, but acting like everything's fine. Uh And also making a statement, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you think about it, this is just kind of what all of them do all the time. Who's the traitor? Not literally, but figuratively. That's their that's their whole (laughs) from start to finish of every season. That's their whole journey. Yeah. And can I pick off my enemies and have people still like me? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's so great. It's like and Dan, uh, when I, I talked to Kendrick about it and he saw something that Dan said about He's like, with Big Brother, you have a whole lot more time. So if I were to have made a mistake on Big Brother, I'd have a week to fix it. As where on this, it moves so fast. So you make a mistake and then you're at the round table. So yeah. it's a very different strategy, which is why the Big Brother Big Brother people are gone. Like Janelle, you can't come in that hard on this show. And all the housewives seem to have that figured out already. Yeah. And whereas as a housewife... You're there for maybe 10 seasons, who knows, indefinitely, but you know that you could have one really terrible episode or terrible (laughs) season and everyone's going to turn on you. So it's fickle and you need to like act on it right away. So true. It's fickle as hell. That Mm -hmm. is so true. But Parvati's like, don't worry, Phaedra's going to save me. And I'm like, 
why, you idiot? So when she doesn't, and she saves CT, of course, which is like, you know, we love it. Um, I was just so confused why Parvati was like, that That really shocked me. Why? She doesn't talk to you outside of the turret. So, lady. But then Trishel assumes CT is going to save her. And honestly, him saving John doesn't really actually make any sense anyway, because he was in on that whole Sandra meeting where they're trying to, like, get out the Peter pals. And so him saving John is kind of weird because, like, obviously then they'll save Peter. He'll save Peter. So that was – I don't – CT's playing – CT's a much – he's very likable, CT, but he's also very toxic in my opinion. And I think he, like, no one really clocks his toxicity because he's not, like, Johnny Bananas about it. But, like – who is CT? CT's on nobody's side, really. He's got no oh. loyalty to anybody. And even Trishel, who he has been making like connections with, he treats her like shit, like absolute shit. And Trishel's annoying, so it's hard to care because she's annoying. But he's the sneaky, toxic guy. Yeah, he does fly under the radar. And it's funny that him and Pedro have this dynamic because they're both fully mm. under the radar. Mm-hmm. And no one is really, everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we know they're fine. I'm like, yeah. why are you disregarding this so easily? Well, Larsa tried to put it on CT, but he is definitely a faithful. And I could, and that was like Larsa just being off. But other than that, everyone's like, CT's fine. Although, no, wait, Peter thought CT could be a traitor, but he then changed his mind as well. I guess if I was in this game, there's no one who I would be like, okay, you know what? I'm fully convinced. And totally. Moving forward, no, it's all good. Uh-huh. No suspicion. I'm like, no, I, every day I'd be like, what does this mean? And here's the thing too. If you're a traitor, you have to have a game plan of how to act like a faithful. Because that was Dan's mistake. It's Parvati's mistake. Phaedra is lucky because no one really knows what to expect from her. But Dan thought he could just not say anything the entire time. And it's like that, no, you have to imagine like, okay, I'm going to be a traitor, but now how would I be if I was a faithful? What would I be doing? You have to really play up that character. That's play half the game. Out. That's half the game. Exactly. Because like, you're giving about- it away. Yeah, thinking about when someone is accused of lying and when they're telling the truth, how they react is very different from someone being caught in an actual lie that they said. Mm-hmm. And his his being like, I'm going to pounce now. It's like <laughs> too little, too late. That was late. so embarrassing. It's like he overestimated how much they would respect him. He's like, I'm going to say I've been watching her for a while. So they're going to be like, wow, then but we also- should know. But also, poor guy, he clearly didn't watch Housewives of Atlanta, because if he had, I don't think he would think it would be so easy to pull one over on Phaedra. When Phaedra goes, and no one trusts you, darling. She eviscerated him. Eviscerated him. Like, they were, the people were laughing. They were like, damn, okay. Well, yeah, Yeah. damn, we're voting for you, because like, even if, even if she is a traitor, you just lost. Yeah, and he was he talked up his game so big. He's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I won, big mm-hmm. brother. On oh. and on and on about that. And I'm like, okay, well, being the quiet, creepy guy in the corner is <laughs> actually not very convincing. God, honestly, though, for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, after Sandra observes Peter in the ceremony, she concludes that he could actually be a faithful because she and she. That's I like that she's willing to change her mind. She's like, he genuinely seemed truly terrified not to get saved. And that, yeah, that's got to be that. So back at the castle, mind you, MJ is livid. MJ is fucking furious. So they get back to the castle and Phaedra asks MJ if she's okay. <laughs> she's like, why would I be okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. I just she's she's someone who I could never take seriously if she was actually mad at me because she's just there's something so like innocent and I don't know. She's like having to watch as this person has their torch lit up, this person has this it's just like all she is is describing it. And then they I think no one even cares. Everyone's just like listening, like, okay, she'll be fine, she'll be over it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's MJ, she'll she'll let it go. But I do something I love, this is why the combination of casts are so great. The Bravo girlies, they forced CT to talk to Trishel because he came in to their little conversation, saw that. He's like, I'll let you guys finish. He did not want anything to do with it. And MJ's like, no, no, CT. She wants you to talk to her. Okay? And then they just leave him. And he's like, and she's like, only if you want to. And he goes, yeah, I want to. Not convinced at all. She's like, it just feels like you didn't, you don't value me as much as John. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly it. Because in his confessional, what he said was, I just think John is so valuable for the faithfuls. Like he said mm-hmm. that actually. Yeah. So you're correct. Yeah. It's so true about Bravo cat, like people from Bravo, if there's one thing that they can do well, it's like bring out a conflict and make yep. people have uncomfortable yep. conversations and then talk it to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And CT will avoid. Like, that's the thing. CT, Trishel's annoying for sure, but CT's an asshole. Like, he was like, yeah, no, I want to talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He's kind of a dick. But no one notices it as much because, like, he's funny and goofy and silly, but, like. And he's a bit quiet. He's mm-hmm. not really trying to lead the pack. Like, Peter, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, why is Peter, Peter's uh-huh. too cocky. He's not mm-hmm. concerned about how he's sticking his, his neck out too much. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that bring attention to you? Mm-hmm. Peter's just like, everyone knows I'm a faithful. Well, not anymore, buddy. In the traitor turret, though, Phaedra rips Parvati apart. Like, she goes, you got to stop doing that. Got to stop making that face. And that, mmm, that face. And then they cut over to Parvati making that exact face at her, like, listening. And she's like, well, I mean, what do I do? Every time I walk in a room, they stop talking. She's like, I don't know, but you're just going to have to be more lovable. And... Parvati goes, oh, like Parvati realizes what she's doing. She's like, okay, well, she's like, yeah, soften your heart. This was like the scariest, t- most tense moment of the show, actually. Like I know. one of them could have like whipped out a knife and like slit the other one's throat. That's how like intense it was. I have wondered with Parvati if any, there's any involvement from like the way her Botox is kind of like, I don't know, just her facial expression. She has a stink face all the time. Um, and I know for certain people when they've had like a lip flip, because I Googled at one point, I'm like, why why don't these celebrities have a stink face all of a sudden? I think for some people when they get a lip flip, they kind of have a scowl. Oh, is that what she has? I didn't, I missed she, she, I, They I look, I... it's like, it's like a bit like they, it looks like something stinks all the time. They're kind of like mm-hmm. doing this face. And I, so maybe that's just the expression she does. But I was like, I wonder, I don't know, but maybe, maybe that's just her, her face. And maybe she just looks sketchy her, her squinting yeah her squinting. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that phase because i so know ba- oh go ahead yeah oh no i just i mean from so many hours of bravo like you see when when there's like a really like someone who's trying to like yell or really cry and i've had a lot of work done like it's not the same face as someone who can fully contort it so i was just like I don't like know. like kathy hilton when kathy hilton cries yeah. it's amazing <laughs> yes yeah it's the most absurd thing ever but I I have to observe it because I just need to understand it it's like the lift has taken her face back so she can't even like fully oh it's so interesting Kathy Mm -hmm. Hilton crying is one of the most fascinating things ever I agree I agree 
It's like she got like an old school facelift before they figured out how to like help people stay yes. able to cry or something. So she just looked. She got her work done in the 80s and it's like yes. technology has progressed <laughs> since then. So like all of her friends probably can't cry the same, but like the now they don't do it like that anymore. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just wondering. Maybe, let me know what you think next episode. Okay. But maybe that's just her expression and i don't know her from survivor either so it's possible like people who watch survivor may have more insight so if you watch if you were because i know a lot of people who are big parvati fans people Mm -hmm. have i i made i made content about how she was doing such a bad job uh coming for peter and like basically saying she's a traitor uh because she was like she was like oh peter oh okay you're like all faithful oh okay i'm like you're giving away that you're a traitor i know she's like, like why wouldn't i be a traitor i'm like stop it you need to stop it um they debate on who to murder and i swear to god it better be trichelle and not mj i will riot if it's mj okay because it goes against their whole plan they're trying to get out peter's pals mj makes no sense do not even think about it Especially because oh. she's all sad because every, everyone <laughs> she was nobody's first choice. And I don't I want know. her to feel that sad. I know. When people feel like sad and awkward on this show, I just want to hug them. <laughs> Me too. Game is over. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So we have, um, I think we just, uh, what's it? Kendrick and I looked it up. I think we have 11 episodes total for this season. And we are, this was episode seven. So we only have three episodes left and I just wish it could I, it's what's weird is I want to know how it ends like I already am dying to know but I also don't want any spoilers because I don't want it to end so it's Wait, a very weird experience we just finished episode seven so if we have 11 then we have four left oh eight nine ten eleven duh sorry I counted on my fingers to make to figure that out so yes yeah, yeah. Yes, yes four more episodes I, no one ever said I could do math Oh, I certainly can't, but I can count on one finger. <laughs> yeah. And I was so confident in that. I'm like, yes, three. Well, I just, the only reason I double checked was because I was like, no, I need more of this show. I, it's it's so, so good. I believe, I, I don't know if we saw that it was renewed or if we just said it was renewed because we got excited. It has to be because it's such a success. It's such, and I think it's like the number one streaming mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, it's renewed. It's the perfect bringing together of all these different fandoms. It's, mm-hmm. I think, what the show House of Villains was trying to be, but couldn't be at all. And oh my God, did you not like House of Villains? Um, I liked moments of it, but I just think that when you're, it's a real gamble when you're bringing together all these people from oh, different yeah. franchises. And I thought the, it's not as good as this show. I guess well, not no, no, as high it's budget. definitely not as good. It's, I, I like House of Villains as a totally different. Yeah, show. it's it's a no, it's a very different beast, that's true. I think just the premise of them going in as villains, a lot of them were villains based on the context of their show. So then to be like, you're just a villain everywhere you go, it's like some of them are really they just had a conflict with their castmates. Right. And they and they didn't know like what makes them a villain. As where you have people like that knew how to make the show, like Amorosa. It's like like me or not, yeah. I will make this a show. Yeah. Corinne from The Bachelor, um, I don't know if I think she was on Peter season or I I think so. But she's not a villain. She just is someone who rubbed yeah. the girls the wrong way in the house. Like, yeah. And so- like, she was funny because she was so unhinged. But like, mm-hmm. d- I definitely think a lot of them didn't really know what made them villains either. Yeah. I just, I think it was, it was fine. It is very different. But this is just like magic. It's like lightning a bottle. Magic. Give yeah. us another season. It's so good. The sets, the set, they, the setting that they're in is so beautiful and like visually stimulating as well. So they just nailed it on all fronts. 
Yeah, I know. Give the casting of the show an Emmy. Well, I think, was it this this coming season? This coming year? I can't remember when. Maybe next year. But casting is going to start being a category at award shows, whether that be the Emmys or I can't remember. But I saw somewhere that they were like, we will start acknowledging best casting, which Good. is a they, especially for reality TV. I feel like Everything. for reality TV, like you really have to make sure that you've done a little bit of research and you know that these these personalities would do well together. Mm-hmm. As yeah, where like without- with scripted, yes, you can kind of finagle it a little bit because it's talent, but still, like casting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is finally good casting. The first season, they just didn't, they hadn't figured it out. They didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. So this yeah. is this is the business right here. But they persevered and we got this beautiful season. Totally. And they're like, we know what to do this time. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. That wraps us up. Guys, I'll have everything to get you more Emily content. If you want it, you can follow her. You can listen to her pod. All of that will be linked in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining me. It's so good to have us back together on the mic. Great. Thank you. Uh, love you guys. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. This show is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Emily, and brought to you in partnership with Cloud10 Media. If you are looking for bonus content, check out the Patreon. The link is in the description. To show some support, you can hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Another free way to support the pod, please rate and or review on whatever platform you listen. It's free and it helps the algorithm or something. You can also head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks and buy me a coffee or two. Make sure you're following me on all social medias. I am She's Speaking with Emily Hanks across all platforms, threads, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. Thank you guys. See you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.